0: <laughs> Welcome back, babies. This is Gaming and Gabbing, and we are talking all things D&D today. What does D&D stand for, Abraham Lincoln?
1: Dungeons and Dragons! <laughs> <laughs> and today on the show, we have an extra special guest. <gasps> it's none other than Amber and I's very own Dungeon Master, RDN. Elias Thompson. Elias Thompson! Woo!
0: The crowd goes wild. Man,
2: I, it's great that you guys have a studio audience. It's such an honor to be here. <laughs>
1: thank uh,
0: you for coming on this podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: I want to talk about all things D&D, but just in case we have some listeners that aren't uh, exactly into the tabletop gaming, say if parents were listening. What's Dungeons and Dragons 101? Just give me just give me a little uh, never heard of it before overview if you would. Break it down. That
2: just makes me feel like you're definitely going to send this to your parents to listen to. <laughs> but uh, D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. It is a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, not really a video game of any kind, um, but it's it's kind of just a, mostly a, a theater of the mind kind of thing where there's two types of players in the game. One uh, which is what I am for these two, uh, the Dungeon Master or Game Master uh, for other tabletop role-playing games, where they sort of create a world, they create scenarios, and they kind of just run the game. They're just sort of there to make the whole thing cohesive. Whereas You're although, like God. A little bit. A little bit.
1: <laughs> In the world of the game, you are the God of the game. Some
2: Dungeon Masters do play gods on occasion Oof. whenever you get to interact with gods. All but, right. Uh, and then uh, uh, players, player, which... Uh, They're called, like, normal players, but everyone's a player. But they get to control their characters that they make, specifically to live in this world, to interact with the other player characters and non-player characters that the Dungeon Master also portrays.
0: Okay, so give me an example of a character and a non-player character.
2: Sure, rogue of realness. So (laughs) your character that you play is uh, uh, a rogue called Mm Tumrik, right? And so that is a character that you created... um, You gave me a lot of like backstory and things you wanted to do with the character that I worked with you on and you do you inhabit that character the entire game whenever a fight breaks out you control what you do, you roleplay it. And then me, I do kind of two main things. I say, okay, you guys are in a tavern, and you guys decided to go to a bathhouse. Okay, now you guys have... This happened in the last game. It's fresh (laughs) on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, the bathhouse. This is
1: disappointing, I heard.
2: Yeah. Ironically, you two are the only ones who didn't go. We did not go. (laughs) And so I say, this happens to you guys on the way to the bathhouse, and you meet this uh, half-elf woman. Hello. And I start to portray that half-elf woman and interact with whoever... Wants to talk to them,
0: and then and then my character or me would interact with that that character. That's yeah. cool. So that basically that puts a lot of responsibility on you as a DM to play a lot of potential characters.
2: Sure does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do great.
2: Mm-hmm, thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: so
1: is it? Could you say? I, I This might be like blasphemous for me to say. I don't know. Could you say that D D is very similar to LARPing? You're just like sitting down and. Some people do dress up, I guess, to play D and D, but there's just no like in LARPing you physically fight and like stuff. But hi, what is LARPing? Live action role play. Mm. I feel most people are familiar with it from the movie Oh God, what was it? With Paul Rudd. Yeah. 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 There's a it's lot of larping. It's been portrayed in a that.
2: lot of live action yeah. uh, things, along with Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah, LARPing in Dungeons and Dragons very similar. Um, the main difference with LARP is that you're actually physically right. like doing it, and there's some sacrifices you have to make because whenever you're doing Dungeons and Dragons, you just talk about literally anything that yeah. can happen. Whereas if you're there, you have to be like, Okay, this is happening, even though like that's a tree over there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, LARPing is like a you have reality in many ways, with. like yeah. a, a hardcore version of Dungeons & Dragons yeah. and uh, tabletop role playing games. I've
1: looked into a few places that do like. Like, weekend Harry Potter LARPing thing. You? Me? Oh, what a shock. Listen, you get to go to class.
0: You get books. You get... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's stop. You get to go to class? I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm glad
2: that you oh picked Lord. up on the Lord. exact same thing that I did. I was just, you oh, get
0: to go to magic I'm class. It's not like class.
1: math class. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to send you to class for me. How about that? Okay. Um, <laughs> hashtag Slytherin.
1: Okay. You've seen D&D most recently in um, Stranger Things.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Life is Strange, the Yes, game. the second oh, yeah. uh,
1: before the storm, you get mm-hmm. to play some D&D.
2: Yeah, those are, those are both very, uh, as you guys know, abbreviated versions. Because, yeah. you know, you got to portray it in media. And then Stranger Things takes place in, like, the 80s, I think, mm-hmm. which is when, sh- very shortly after the game came out, so that's like first, second edition stuff where things are. D and D looks a lot different.
1: I'm sure, and that's in Wait, the 80s. How so?
2: Uh, so I think there were only like four classes in the oh. very beginning. What were the four ha- classes? You had like you know? rogue, fight, fighter, wizard, and cleric. Wow. And okay. that's it. And then there were like elves, dwarves, humans, and originally hobbits until <gasps> they got sued by the token <gasps> estate, and then they became halflings.
0: <gasps> uh... That makes sense. Okay.
2: So uh, yeah, yeah, and then it, it got it got a lot more complicated, and then it got simplified, and then made more accessible to
0: sure.
1: people like us. Yeah, and so and it came out in the '80s, and we it, were sort it might of, have come out in the '70s, actually. It okay, might, but might in the been. '80s is what we were sort of talking about this beforehand. There was like a scare that D and D led to witchcraft, and what did you call it? The <laughs> they
2: I I was not around back then, uh, but yeah. they I believe called it the Satanic Panic. <laughs>
0: No, they didn't.
2: They, did yeah, they, they did. There were like there, were like there were like local news stories that ran Stop because like, I'm they're here like...
1: for a good rhyme. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what caught on with the media for sure. Um, yeah, because you can get all, all into all sorts of nefarious thi- like it's a role playing game, yeah, right? You magic. can literally do whatever you want almost, oh, and
0: dragons you know, and magic. that kind of freedom upsets religions. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and probably the
1: idea that the dungeon master, like I said earlier, is quote unquote playing God.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, I follow that.
1: Right. I mean, I'm guessing. I haven't looked this up, so please don't. If you know about this and you're listening, uh, oh my gosh,
2: they're getting it all wrong. It wasn't even like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry.
1: We're we're just speculating here. We think uh, it's we're all below a certain
2: age, but um, yeah. It, it was it was basically like one of the more common enemies uh back then. It's still an enemy now. Are like demons and devils that you can just fight. True. And
1: tieflings are even
2: associate with
1: demons right
2: uh tieflings have infernal heritage okay they do. that's right. and so um because that was a more common thing that showed up in games they was just like oh they're associating with demons and yeah. let's you know shun you
1: know i shame. mean people I people wanted to you know people still want to ban books just because there's magic or you know something they deem dark so i understand that makes sense that it would have caused satanic panic
0: it's just funny be, to me because it's so obviously a game and i remember growing up thinking yeah, that
1: gateway like, game yeah, to nefarious acts
0: <laughs> i remember growing up thinking like the, the ouija board was scary you oh yeah know? i mean still though, really is, scared of that and then my parents just kind of being like that's a game like like them kind of knowing better yeah um which is unusual for (laughs) sure my experience um but to think of that which like to me ouija is way scarier than dungeons and dragons and so for people to freak out about something that's like more like kitty like or like with like little figurines i'm like wow it really surprises me but when you think about it you could be anything and you know flirting could happen or like making up new religions and languages could happen
1: yeah it doesn't take a lot to scare some people you know
0: (laughs) can relate That's true. Yeah. Um, so let's bring it back to our personal D and D group, the Dragon Slayers. Dragon Slayers. Dragon um, Slayers. <laughs> uh, we have named our group the Dragon Slayers. Uh, yes, we have slain a dragon. Mm-hmm. Technically. Uh, technically, we have slain a dragon together. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a baby dragon? Yes. Is it still a dragon? Yes. yes. Was it
1: a monochrome color, which according to our DM means it's an inherently evil dragon? Yes.
2: yes. Can you tell who was upset about that?
1: <laughs> you, you seem like we're you're, that we, you know, slayed a dragon and we're happy about it. No, we no, you, you, you,
2: you, were the one who were trying to like make friends with it, and then it just oh, did. Started I trying, do remember trying uh,
0: specifically yeah, try to make I friends s- with it. I
1: speak Draconic, and so I wanted to know if maybe there was a chance we could, you know, have okay, a pet let's, dragon.
0: Let's back it up. Let's back it right up. We have. <laughs> How many people in our group? Six. six. We have six players. Well, five players and one DM. Elias is our DM. Uh, I play a half a uh, dark elf rogue urchin named Tumeric. Uh, she has purple skin and um she is technically 14 years old in elf years but she is the oldest of the group in human years and uh she really doesn't like people and uh she carries a very ugly uh rat around with her she doesn't like to name the rat because she's pretty sure it's gonna die uh, one day soon but um yeah that's pretty much my character i enjoy (laughs) uh very much uh making a lot of money by pickpocketing. Mm-hmm. I have been alone my entire life, and I don't know what friendship is. Um, so that's my character, Turmeric. Tell me about your character, Day.
1: So, my character is a gnome. Her name is, oh, God, Fessah Quest is Sparkles Darigal?
2: You forgot Spatina. <laughs> Spatina. I knew I
1: was missing something. Thank you. <laughs> Spatina Darigal, a.k.a. Sparkles.
0: Um... We sometimes we forget to call her sparkles when we call her sprinkles That's but true. it doesn't ever come back to haunt us because she loves nicknames I so love she that. gets flattered every time okay. we forget her name
1: yeah because it's just another <laughs> nickname that i get to have of course it's exciting um uh, yeah so i'm a gnome wizard and my specialty is necromancy because i want to be the queen of the dead yes. uh a very intimidating tiny creature am i in my mind, anyway. Um, and I believe I'm a greenish color, which I found out later was like not really a color gnomes are. So look. Yours
0: is. You're special.
1: I'm special. Um, and I have terrible social skills. Um, Most of our the, group the does. The whole group all, does, all unfortunately. Group. No. Um, despite some who think they're charming yes. and are not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she has taken it upon herself to befriend turmeric, because turmeric is one of the only... Other uh, level-headed, seeming <laughs> folk of the group, and uh, so they go on adventures together sometimes. Yeah. Indeed.
0: yeah, it's fun to hear
2: you guys speculate about each other when I'm the all-knowing one who is like, "Oh man, each of them have no idea about the
0: other." Yeah, I, I, I really don't. And my, well, I, it's it's interesting to point out that uh, the one thing that I would change about our D and D group is when we were making our characters to have two people. Be good with people.
1: That would be nice, (laughs) wouldn't it?
0: I mean, like, two of the players need to be better with words. Holy crap.
1: I think, unfortunately, I think what happened was uh, some of us, like me, just kind of exaggerated Mm -hmm. our own personalities. And then others of us, like Tony and James, just want to watch the world burn. Right. Um, So... Right. uh, As do I. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and
2: something else to consider... I, I, almost all of you guys were brand new to the game.
1: True. all of Except for this. Tony. All of us had never played before.
2: Yeah. And so you guys were just... I, I gave you guys some books and stuff to look through. It was like, choose a race, choose a class, choose a background. Which are the three main things you need to create a character. And you guys chose what you wanted. You guys made the characters you wanted to play. Which yeah. is really all you can you know, hope for. And then, you know, group cohesion... Uh, comes naturally eventually uh, with some pushing in the right direction.
1: God, you're going to need to push a little harder because uh, cohesion is not on the horizon for us right now. It's
0: tough when you don't have a clear leader uh, or, or when your leader thinks uh, that that uh, their whims are the way to go when it's definitely not. But see, so what had happened was... What had happened was... Uh, Day's boyfriend, Tony... Noto. <laughs> <laughs> he's an actor. He's also a Twitch streamer. Uh you can follow him on Twitch at Tony out <laughs> He is part of our D&D group and he plays I don't even know what he plays. A human. He's he a human a barbarian, human
2: barbarian uh. with the background of noble.
0: All right. He's very loud and he's very very strong and unfortunately he's the only one who has any charm or personality on his like stats. And so when we have to talk to other characters, we always send in Tony because not only is he human, so he's more likely to like blend in than someone with, say, purple or green skin. <clears throat> And since people don't like dark elves uh, anywhere, I usually can't talk to people, unless it's like, you know, we've calmed them down and mm-hmm. eased them into our group first. <laughs> the problem is, Tony will go up and start killing people oh, yeah! instead of talking to them. Mm-hmm. So we send Tony in thinking, here we go, we have somebody with charisma, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna find out. He starts a fight. Always, yeah. Uh, every
1: time. Every time. Every, uh, it happened
2: once.
0: No. Every time. That happened at the beginning. He did, yes. That did, yes. But every time since... And it left a bitter taste in
2: everyone's mouth ever
0: since. To be fair, he does now try to check with the group. Before killing. Before killing. But that doesn't mean he... But that doesn't mean he doesn't start fights. He does start fights. Yeah. Like with the law lady? That wasn't him. That was James. They both were being antagonistic. he, He had his
2: back. Like, he had his back in case, you know, things went bad. Which they very, very almost did when he tried to sneakily commit murder. But um, <laughs>
0: Honestly, these yeah these guys yeah they so our other two members uh, are Joe and James and Joe is a tiefling mm-hmm. tiefling druid yeah background uh, outs, uh, outlander I think yeah and uh, she's really cool she uh, mostly turns into these really cool animals and can cast spells
2: yeah she went circle of the moon so she's she's focused heavy on both. <laughs> Handling spell casting as well as wild shaping into animals. She
1: turns into it's a bear like a lot. It's actions. great.
0: It seems to amuse our, our group the most when she turns into a bear and gets stuck in windows and doorways. Oh,
1: yeah, that was great. One time I got stuck in a window with her as a bear. Yes. Because I was riding the bear.
0: It's a yes. small window. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we have Dumbuck Fu.
1: Dumbuck Fu, yes. He is a half orc barbarian. Fighter. Fighter, okay. With and, a background of soldier. Background of soldier, a and dark background. He's uh got his crossbow crossbow.
0: He named his co- his bow and arrow crossbow.
2: It was crossbow. Crossbow. His bow and arrow, he hasn't
0: named yet. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't enough. enough. That's enough from James, and he isn't even here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, He's the guy who's always just like, yeah, let's fight. Let's do it. Let's go do the thing right is, now. Let's he go. is
0: bloodthirsty. And I am too... <laughs> But here's the thing. We need to be smart. I don't like to lose my housing. I don't like to make enemies. I yeah, don't like I don't to wanna... give away my location. Yeah, we're
1: supposed to be undercover right okay. now. And no one can seem to remember
0: that. Can we just get the lay of the land first before we start offending people? You know? So each, each one of us does like to fight. Um, and, and, and that is fun. But I do wish we had somebody that uh, could rally the troops yeah. as it were yeah. because sometimes it comes down to me and I sure don't like it
1: I try sometimes but because I'm so small yeah. it just doesn't work yeah
0: she does yeah. try the most I would say
2: forever gets super out of hand that's when a random NPC that you guys have met once before and be like oh hello there dragon slayers let's do this thing I'll hire you to do this thing and just just narrow the focus. A little bit. Yeah, right. no,
0: okay, amazing. there we go. He she brings it back nice around in ways we I've didn't even realize. done a
2: couple of times, and yeah, they haven't noticed.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. So, okay. So that's our group. That's our group. Elias, when? how long have you been playing D&D?
2: Since, I want to say, 2014.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so you are the expert on totally, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, totally.
1: You're the expert <laughs>
0: out of the three of us, for sure. Yeah. And the author yeah, of the well, books, it's... Dungeons & Dragons the elias
2: thompson story (laughs) uh yeah i I started in 2014 when the current edition fifth edition was like in beta testing okay they were trying to basically make the new version from fourth edition and a friend of mine got into it before i did and was like hey i'm putting together it was actually for a stream like a charity stream i think he was like i'm doing a series of dungeons and dragons games do you want to be in one of them it's like i don't know how to play. I don't know what this is. I don't know how to make a character. He's like, I can make you a character if you just tell me what you want to be and then you just go with the flow. And so I did. And my first uh, Dungeons & Dragons game is is on YouTube somewhere. Amazing. Um, What was your
0: first character? Do you remember? Yes.
2: Yes, It was a fighter with the background of soldier. A human. Uh Uh-huh. His name, before I learned the character names of Game of Thrones, was Tyrion. Oh Whoa, really? Spelled, spelled differently than Game of Thrones too. Cool.
1: Nice. So, like we said earlier, it was most of our group's first time playing D and D. But our campaign is your first time really DMing a full campaign.
2: Yeah, I, I had DM'd like one shots before. Which is our what is
1: campaign. that? Can you so explain?
2: it's like a it's basically a little micro adventure you can do in one sitting. Whereas we we have the same characters that we come back to like mm-hmm. week after week, and we continue the story over a long period of time. A one shot is something you can do like in a night, mm-hmm. maybe two if it's a little more involved, and uh, it's usually a little more on rails because it has to be. It's not just an open like what do you guys feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I yeah the first one I, I did uh, was actually in a different system than Dungeons and Dragons. It was a tabletop game. Uh, where it was a bunch of Zelda characters happening, Legend of Zelda characters.
1: Awesome. And you've done this because I know you've done this before at, like, Comic-Con or, like, conventions. You run these, like, later at night. I didn't know this existed at Comic-Con late at night. There's, like, a bunch of people just playing games in random convention rooms.
2: Yeah, so conventions are a great way, actually, to, like... Be an audience member and look in to see like how how this really works Ooh. like one on one. Pro tip: um, because I didn't a lot of conventions have what's called the Adventurers League, which is like a, a officially sponsored by Wizards of the Coast who makes Dungeons and Dragons, like little league where they have these DMs. This is not what I uh, did specifically, but they have these like DMs that just have tables set up where you can walk up and play and just play for you know a set of three hours, usually a one shot. I think and uh, they have pre-built characters if you don't have one and and all sorts of stuff and so you can either participate in that you can watch one happen um and so at, at yeah Is at Comic Con. i believe so
0: how yeah. would someone sign up for that if they were at, at a current convention like at say a, for example if they were at wondercon or something
2: sure i uh at, at any given convention where they have these you'll just want to look for the tabletop gaming uh area where it's usually in the same place as like the magic tournaments and and everything happen um, and uh, there's usually just going to be Dungeons and Dragons signage. Ask a volunteer, and if it's there, they'll be able to point you in the right direction.
1: Yeah, cool. and you could probably go like on the convention's website and look at yeah. the schedule and where it says tabletop gaming is.
2: Yeah, there's there's all sorts of resources on the Dungeons and Dragons website, including a whole section for Adventurers League where you can see like if you're not clear on the rules, they've got like a very basic like outline of what to you know keep in mind. Uh, where to find it, how to do it, all sorts of stuff.
0: You know, it's funny. I realize we haven't even spoken about dice. Oh, yeah. There's... You play
2: the game with dice.
1: Yeah, but but not just <laughs> your regular, average, everyday dice. Like there's six, seven different s- types of there dice are that all different have different sided dice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: it makes full use of a dice set of the seven seven different kinds of die. Um, the main one you use is a D twenty, which. D20. They'll call it a D something for however many sides that dice has. Except for the D100, that works a little differently.
0: Because um, it has to.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, sometimes they do make
2: massive D100s where you just like roll the ball that's awesome. and whichever, yeah. But the D20 is the main one that you just roll a lot in Dungeons & Dragons specifically. In other top, tabletop games, different dice do different things. Interesting. Um, and then a lot of the other dam- uh, the other dice are used for like damage and spells and stuff like that.
1: And dice, it's like that's like a thing with players. like people have multiple sets of die because people will be like, oh, this this set's cursed. I'm only rolling bad numbers, and then they'll get a new set, right? Like, people, people have People get
2: superstitious about dice, and I think companies that make gaming, like, accessories, do make dice jails now, <gasps> thanks to Laura Bailey on Critical Role, who, like, she has a bag of D20s. She rolls a lot of them before the game. Whichever ones are not rolling well, she just... Discards for the, that game and only uses the ones that do, that do well. Then in the oh, middle of the game, if it so starts to balling. turn on her, she throws it into the dice jail. And that's so, funny. Yeah, there's there's a lot of funny wow. things people do around dice.
1: I love that. And so you mentioned Critical Role.
2: It's and, hard to talk about Dungeons and Dragons these days. and not.
1: I know. It, <laughs> it's really brought it more into the mainstream. It's brought. I think it's probably really one of the reasons D and D is getting more and more popular. Like a few years ago. You know, it was really hard to find anyone playing D&D, and now I feel like I have so many friends playing, yeah. and Critical Role is huge. Um, I'm not very familiar with it. I know it's a, a Dungeons & Dragons game that is played on stream. It's also a podcast. It's got a bunch of fans, but that's my extent of the knowledge, so can you fill in the blanks? And is
0: Critical Role <laughs> the first show about like showing an actual campaign? It was one of the
2: first. Um, for a while, it... Uh, various paxes, Penny Arcade Expos, uh, Wizard sponsored uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, which was I don't know if that was a long term campaign over just different conventions or if it was just a series of one shots, but they would always you know broadcast whenever Twitch became a thing and, okay. and do for an audience like Dungeon the Dragons game, but uh, yeah, like the the when Fifth Edition was released, it was super easy to pick up, at least easier to pick up than previous editions in recent history, and so that around that same time. The, you know, group behind Critical Role, Matt Mercer and his entire voice actor, you know, Posse,
1: um,
2: (laughs) were approached to make their home game that they had been doing on Pathfinder until that point. Okay, Pathfinder. uh, To do it on Twitch. And because they're all really good actors and because Matt Mercer is a fantastic DM and also an actor, uh, it got a lot of people just enraptured and like, oh, wow, this is so cool, you know. And so, and then, you know, thanks to the rule set being simplified, a lot more people getting into it. I think that the uh, DM I did my first game with, Critical Role, had a part in that as well. So it's, uh, yeah, 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 it's a different company. It's another tabletop role-playing game. Um, Essentially what happened, I believe, is that uh, due to, like, corporate stuff of, like, different companies taking over IPs, Around the time Wizards of the Coast took control of Dungeons & Dragons from the original company that had it, um, a lot of the game designers were like, well, I really want Dungeons & Dragons to work this other way that was, you know, neither way is like better or wrong or anything, but it worked in a different way. And so they just sort of spun off and made their own thing called Pathfinder. And a lot of people play Pathfinder as well.
0: Okay, that's cool. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do with these Zelda uh, tabletop games that you you go around for charity events? Because I don't think I understand how Zelda can be in D&D.
2: Sure. So I both produce and am a player and cast member of a Zelda tabletop role-playing game that's on the Zelda Universe Twitch channel called Realms of the Wild.
0: Realms of the Wild. So is it twitch.tv slash realms of the wild that they can see that?
2: It's on the the Zelda Universe Twitch channel, so it's twitch.tv slash Zelda Universe TV.
0: Zelda That's Universe TV. The universe was taken. Um, Aww. <laughs>
2: and uh, yeah, it's it's just one of the shows that they have on their Twitch channel. And it's yeah, there's there's four uh, cast members, and then uh, we have a DM, and it takes place. Um, within one of the time periods mentioned in the popular game, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, Our DM has made this, you know, cool little subplot that fits in with the existing lore, and we're all characters of varying races from The Legend of Zelda doing our own thing. Tell
1: them what you are! Tell them what you are!
2: And I am a Goron, which for those unfamiliar with Zelda, are these like rock creatures. Uh, Very tall. Skip leg day. And, uh, very tiny legs,
1: <laughs> small feet.
2: So, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of like gorilla <laughs> shaped, but like rock made of rocks. And so
1: they nice. eat rocks. Oh. Yeah, they sure do.
2: They're some rocks are very tasty. Uh, and I play a uh, Goron named Aruna, who's a bomb specialist, and thinks that no problem can't be solved without a good bomb.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes you guys have guests on it.
2: We do have guests. I can't think of any of the guests we've had on. Oh Ooh, wait, you. Wait, it you was were me.
1: Aww. <laughs> yes. Um, I played a, a korok named Steve. What's a
2: korok? <laughs> they're like uh, forest spirits.
0: Yeah. That are uh, super masks.
2: little tiny and in the game very annoying.
0: That tracks for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She likes to play cute little. Uh... <laughs> challenging (coughs) characters
2: (laughs) yeah so that that show's been going on for a couple years and uh it's it's a it's a blast to be able to play in a video game world that you usually are playing a very singular story experience Uh, not so much in the case of breath of the wild but you're basically have the freedoms of a tabletop game in that world and it's pretty cool
1: yeah and you can sort of do
2: that with any world you want With most tabletop role-playing games, Dungeons & Dragons included, you can morph that rule set to do almost anything in any setting.
0: It's fun. (laughs) I think uh, what's really cool about D&D is even though it can be intimidating, and I I understand why, it's something you really can play with all ages. Oh, yeah. If if you want to make it a point to to carry that down with your children or your, your parents or your grandparents, it is actually something you can get together and play with. Any age group, um, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, I would definitely, I mean, like, I don't live with my brothers, but if I was able to be in the same city as my brothers, I would love to play with them as something that's kind of like, you don't need to know too much about it and you can just jump in and be your own thing. All right, let's do a little lightning round of questions. Are you ready, oh, Elias? Lightning no, round. but
2: I'll do it anyway. I'm
0: so excited. Besides me, who is your favorite player in DD?
2: Uh, day? <laughs>
0: yes! That's the right answer! A lie, yes! <laughs> Crushing it! <clears throat> what is your favorite kind of monster? Ooh. And what is the best kind of monster? And are they the same?
2: The best? Um, you heard
0: me. Best based on destruction abilities.
2: Based on destruction abilities. So there's criteria now. Well, obviously, the more powerful ones are going to be the most destructive. Um, there is a very rarely used monster called a Tarasque that it's rarely used because it's extremely powerful. There's usually only like one on a planet or something like that. And it's like in-game level stuff where it can just like step and destroy a city. Like it's, it's bad news. Um, so that's probably my answer for best based on destruction. My favorite one though, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. I like dragons. The dragons, are dragons, tight. and Dungeons Dragons, and there's a lot of different kinds. Some are good, some are bad. Some have different things they can do. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I think.
1: Man, I can't wait till I get a pet dragon in our campaign. <laughs>
0: Me You'll have too. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what is the name of the monster on your shirt?
2: Oh, he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, it's a beholder. It's an actually another popular monster in Dungeons Dragons. It's this like.
0: It okay. looks like something Many I've eyeballs. shot. It's bizarre. It looks like something I've shot in a video game on.
2: It looks a little like Doom Enemies, I think. If but...
1: anyone's played Towerfall, it reminds me of the impossible horror at the center of the universe, if I'm saying it's, that. It's correctly. very like
2: Eldritch, like, you know, Cthulhu esque monster, yes. where mm-hmm. it's, it's this floating head with a giant toothy mouth and one eyeball, and like stalks that come out of it where it's oh, like Oh it does have one eyeball Each of the stalks have an eyeball at the yeah, end Yeah I was like no they have a bunch of eyeballs And no. each of the okay. like things can like shoot different kinds of like things at you Terrifying
0: like, kind of terrifying It's yeah. like a Medusa oh. sort of eyeball situation It's
2: like a beheaded floating Medusa <laughs> on steroids Yeah Wow yeah. Ooh, wow wow
0: Exciting wow. Alright um, <laughs> <laughs> Not for me no, I'm <laughs> sure you guys will be fine <laughs> Um What's
1: and, one of your favorite moments as a player that's like happened in D D that like a memorable moment maybe. (laughs)
2: Um so the the charity game that got me into it, it ended up being like a semi continuous thing where we would do a one shot with the same characters. Okay. And it was it almost turned into like a parody game where this the plot of the one shot would be based off like a movie or (sighs) like a TV show or something. That's fun. basically became a Power Ranger and during one (laughs) Uh, it was based off the Avengers, right? sure. where our characters were, were led by this like Nick Fury kind of character, <laughs> and be like, "The real Avengers have been taken hostage. We need you to get into these bad copies of their suits and abilities that we've gotten." <laughs> and so my character had become like the dad of the group at that point, sure. which is you know pretty similar to myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. dad and, energy. And yeah, and so I grabbed the Captain America equivalent shield. Okay. right? Which, because it was so bad, you know how you can just like throw it like a Frisbee and always returns? Yeah. It did not work like that, even though it was advertised to. And so eventually when I kept missing at everything I would try to use the shield at, we get to like basically the final boss encounter. I was like, all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to aim for the floor ahead of him, assuming it'll just miss and hit him instead. And I rolled well, and it did that.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. And
2: so I was just like, I outsmarted the shield.
0: Yeah, so, there's you a lot of you cool outsmarted your moments. luck.
2: <laughs> I did. You're like,
0: I see the way this is rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I've I mean, noticed. I can't for some reason. I can't think of um, anyone in particular off the top of my head, but I feel like there's a lot of celebrities getting together uh, in private now and playing D anD. d
1: I could name celebrities that I. Think probably play D and D, but <laughs> Ooh, don't know. I like that. that.
0: Let's start rumors. Start rumors.
1: Okay, um, definitely Seth Green.
0: Oh, 100 um, percent.
1: Nathan Fillion,
0: hundred um, percent. Every celebrity na- plays D D. <laughs> you were <laughs> here first.
1: All of them. Those were the two that came to mind immediately.
0: Um, Dax Shepard.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, let me think. Who? Zach
0: Braff definitely plays it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't know why I just feel that
1: yeah maybe amy acker maybe what do you think
2: uh i mean i i'm sure a lot of celebrities have tried it especially cuz people like uh, so joe manganello i think that's how you say his name like magic mike guy mm-hmm. he was a big and now is a big dungeons and dragons player like he like has he's his home in like Beverly Hills or something. Perfect. He's got like a wine cellar that's just a Dungeons and Dragons room now with like a dragon head mounted up God top bless. and like all sorts of stuff. I and love he, it. he's played with like Matt, like a lot of the Critical Role guys, a lot of the Wizards of the Coast guys from Seattle, a lot of like A list celebrities. Apparently, Vin Diesel plays as well, although I, I don't love know that. if he actively plays right now.
1: Sure. Oh, um, why? Am I, my brain is blanking. I would like
0: to role play as Vin Diesel.
1: Ooh. Ooh, I mean that's. Anything's possible if you believe in your dreams. That's right. <laughs> who is it? Why can't I think of? It's another actor, like former wrestler. <laughs> who is Who is Groot?
2: Uh, Vin Diesel.
1: Okay, so it is Vin Diesel. I was like, <laughs> I'm. am sorry. It's just like he's the nerdy one. He's like always trying I bet, to do I the Bradley nerdy thing. Well. So yeah, Vin Diesel. I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, and uh, uh Debra Ann Wall. Um, oh, for from, sure. From Daredevil and a, a few other things. Like, she, she actually DMs. Like, she's she's a hardcore Dungeons & Dragons player and has gotten, like, some of her Daredevil cast members to play and, like, a bunch of other people, too.
1: Fantastic. Oh, me, obviously, uh, Felician Day. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. duh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do, oh, I wanted to say this. It They're not doing it anymore, I don't think, but Tony and I really got into watching some of um, Harmon Quest, which was Dan Harmon, mm-hmm uh, doing a and d game and they would, uh, they did this really cool thing with it where you could watch, they made episodes of it, and it would go back and forth between you watching them live playing at the table, and then someone went and animated, it would go to an animation, and it didn't change, it was literally just their chit chat at the table turned into full-blown animation and it was the funniest thing ever because you know you literally see the gnome being like yeah uh i don't know i guess i like grabbed the steak and uh i, I pointed at him <laughs> and it's like and you're oh, seeing awesome. it and it was it's was, it was a really really clever idea it was a really cool way to to consume DD
0: i would love to get the link for that i'm if, actually not only do i want to see that I'm going to include the link to that in our uh, Gaming and Gabbing podcast. So if you go to anchor.fm slash gaming in as in Nancy Gaming, you can see all of the links uh, for all of these things, because I want to see more uh, D&D be played in ways that are going to inspire me. For example, Vin Diesel. For example, (laughs) Zelda. For us to expand our... Dungeons and Dragons universe, and I want that for you as well. Before we end this, do we have any tips for beginners out there?
1: I feel like the hardest thing is is finding a DM because I, for years, have wanted to play D anD D, but you know, I just didn't know who could DM, or no one was available. Because
0: I just want to go on the record and say Elias Thompson is taken. He is not <laughs> available for DM. He is ours. Continue. <laughs>
1: I don't have tips. I'm just saying that was the hardest thing for me, was finding someone to actually run the game.
0: Okay, let's uh, repurpose that question into what do you wish you had known before you started D&D?
1: Oh, I don't think anything other than just the rules, which you have to learn eventually (laughs) anyway.
2: Not even I know all the rules. I'm the one running the game. Well, the
1: setting up of the stats rules, that's the most confusing thing for me. It's like all the numbers and counting and keeping track.
0: The numbers Um, were very hard for me and Elias was very patient. Something
2: that's important when you start a game is like getting to know or figuring out what kind of game everybody wants to play. Sure. And uh, everyone was pretty clear. It's like, yeah, let's roll some dice. Let's, you know, pencil and paper. They wanted to use it as a way to disconnect. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's uh, D&D has a great official digital toolset called DND Beyond, which eventually was brought up again. And then we started using that because all the stat calculations you have to do based on, you know, other stats and abilities and everything, d and Beyond just sort of does it to where you still roll your dice and, you know, you take notes as you want. But you're just looking at one number on your character sheet, and you know exactly like what you have you can do as an action or an attack or a spell or whatever.
0: Is D and D Beyond free?
2: Uh, yes, to an extent. So they, uh, they have like little paid tiers you can do right. Where for free you can make like a handful of characters and can play in games like what y'all do right. Mm-hmm. Um, me uh, as a DM, right, because I like buy all these source books like uh uh some of some of you guys have picked like subclasses that aren't in like the player's handbook right because they came from other source material (laughs) and so uh those things like you have to yeah basically you have to buy the digital book like you would buy a book in like a game Mm, shop okay And then you can use that, all that stuff in your games Mm. and stuff. So there's stuff to buy. And if you want to make like a million characters or like there's some campaign level DM stuff that you can uh, have to buy as well. Um, But for the the most part, you can just get up there, uh, make an account and start playing in a game.
0: I I would recommend that because I was intimidated by the um, website or app, I guess, at first and it's really helping me keep track of my gold. <laughs> <And> <laughs> all that gold. All 20,000 gold sheets. Listen, don't worry about how much money I, went I have. And, I went
2: and looked at all your money.
0: It's none of, don't worry about it. It's nobody's <laughs> business. No one has to know. Um, but it is, it's fun because I actually found my very obscure uh, rogue subclass through the website, which I would have never found any other place. So I don't
2: think anyone else still knows what, what No, they don't. Like and I don't want to say
0: what it is yet because we haven't. Can we say it now or no? It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your character. Uh, okay. I, I want to say what it is, but I feel like I'm going to say that. Do you remember the title of it?
2: I remember the title. Yours is a little special in that it's not from an official source yet. It's something that they call Unearthed Arcana. It's playtest material. Okay. Um, so it's like a beta subclass
0: that you're using.
1: Ooh.
0: I was like, I want this one. The only um,
1: time Amber will ever be beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: <laughs> but if you want me to say the name of your subclass. Yes. It is called The Revived.
0: Ooh yes it is pretty cool um so uh i as far as i know i'm still learning about it it seems very experimental which i'm super into is i uh can speak with the uh dead uh in in a way i can't speak with them but i can touch them in a way and become close with them and and gather the memories either right before they died or in a past life and nice. sometimes i can have dreams of
1: you're like a dead death people
0: little bit so that's why i wanted to kind of share with your character mm-hmm. uh, sparkles because mm. you're a necromancer and i was Yay. like maybe she'll pick up on this because my character hasn't completely remembered sure but it's also a really weird subclass. so i, I was like There's no way she's going to pick up on this because no one's ever heard of it, but I kept hoping. (laughs) Listen.
2: It's pretty like utility and roleplay heavy, that subclass, where like out of... I mean, there's obviously a lot of cool things you can do in combat, but out of combat, there's a lot of stuff that not a lot of other people can do.
0: I was looking, and I was really looking at um, what everyone else had because I kind of leveled up my subclass last just because of the way rogues work, I guess. Um, And so I was trying to pick something that the group didn't already have. Sure, yeah. Um, So we already had a lot of fun spells. We already had a lot of strength. So I was trying to go for something that, even though my character is super illiterate, (laughs) um, that would be helpful to the group yeah. so that's why i chose that absolutely
1: listen i haven't really gotten to use my necromancy yet
0: can't wait but i'm so excited dude we're gonna be so, so creepily powerful one day once we figure out how to use our oh, powers i can't
1: wait to oh. make my crown of bones oh i can't wait to watch you wear a crown of bones oh, thank you i've got those finger bones already you do yeah
0: she has little uh finger meats around her neck currently <laughs>
1: No, this... I stripped them of their meat. They oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This series of interactions is pretty much how the entire game goes. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: have, I have, like, a last question for Elias. Okay. For you, what's, like, the hardest part of DMing?
0: Hmm. Maybe preparation?
2: Pre- preparation isn't difficult unless you don't know, like, where to go from a specific point. Mm. Um... So I guess in in some ways that can can be difficult if you just don't know what to do. But um, in many ways, like, your your players can and will shape that. Um, half of...
1: So what you're saying half is of the preparation most is difficult n- thing about being a DM is Tony.
2: If that's what you want me to say, yes. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, it's, it's like, I think half of preparation as a DM is not, purposefully not preparing for some things because... You can prepare, you know, if they choose to do this or choose to do that. And then decent chance when you're playing the game, they'll be like, let's go do this other thing that you had never even considered or <laughs> thought of. And you're just like, yeah, cool. You can do that. So you go do that. And then you start thinking like, all right, what's going to happen here? How's this going to play into other things that are going on? Like, um, and so you definitely have to be able to think on your feet. So yeah. if you're, you're
0: not, really
1: good at that. I have to be. Yeah, Yeah. because we're really bad at doing what you
0: want. (laughs) Well, listen, you play with a group of trained actors. You're gonna need to think on your feet. And I remember, I remember the moment. Like, I think it was like the second game. Maybe, yeah, like right after we made our characters. And Elias was like, "I just realized I'm creating a campaign for actors." (laughs) And you did really, really good. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: I I half knew I was getting into, but no one really knows what they're getting into until you start the game and you're just like...
0: Okay, this is what it is. This is the vibe.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can do that.
0: I feel like um, the biggest challenge for D&D that I wish um, I had known before is you really have to pick good people to be in your campaign. People that are going to show up... (laughs) people that are not just gonna argue just for the sake of ego or whatever i really feel like we i'm super super lucky to have a, a good group that actually wants to see the game progress even though we uh we are silly a little bit um only in small amounts but we're all basically on the same page and like you could have a violent group, you could have a fun group, whatever, but you need to be cohesive. And so I feel very lucky to be in this group because um, this is my first campaign and I think it's going really well. Yeah, I have nothing to compare to, but like I'm having
1: fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's even if your characters are not always in the same page, the players should yeah. always be on the same page, which is why like if you're going to start like a big campaign, it's kind of important to like, just get a feel from everyone, like, what they're expecting from the campaign so that, uh, A, if you're the DM, you can sort of make sure everyone's, what they want from the game is accommodated for. And then, yeah, as, as players, just to, you know, know, know uh, when to, you know, not have the spotlight, when it's appropriate to have the spotlight, and uh, just being considerate of everybody. I Something I, I bring up with you guys a lot that I, I feel is important is that, I, you know, I'll put up with whatever and you guys can do whatever as long as everybody who's there is having fun, right? And so as long as D&D continues to be just this cool, epic, you know, little time when, you know, adults sit around and play (laughs) pretend um, and everyone's having, you know, fun with that. I want D&D to keep being that Mm -hmm. where, you know, you you can just hang out with friends and do ridiculous or cool or you know whatever uh uh stuff and everyone at the end of the day is just like man that was that was a cool thing where you can go to you know somewhere else or go on a podcast and tell a story about what happened to your D character right? <laughs> to, to a friend of yours you know i agree
0: i think it, I, especially since i think the first day that i was playing when we were making our characters we did like a little practice round and I was, I was stressing out because I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening. And he was just kind of like, Amber, as long as you're having fun, like you're playing the game right. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Okay. Well, all right. You know, so it, it was, it was, uh, that's a really good point. So, um if you guys play D anD D, we would love to hear from you. I would love to know your characters. Yes, tell do, us. Do you have images of your character? Because I think something that Deg and I have been wanting to do is um, create little portraits of our characters so we can see them more clearly. Oh, I, I have was, one. Well, you have one, I but I would like to see like all of our little characters. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. Show um, us, show us your characters. If you have character art, we would love to we'll see that. Yours. You can tweet at us at uh, <laughs> gaming in gabbing on twitter and instagram and also you know our website you can uh follow us at anchor fm anyway we appreciate your reviews we appreciate you listening and we appreciate you uh following us on spotify because we're up there now and i'm really excited about it and um what else until then well tell us where or tell
1: them tell us and them where they can find you dear Elias thompson yes
2: well, Day Dayan, Amber, and all of you, uh, I make it easy. You can find me at Elias Thompson everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, MySpace, Friendster, Zenga, all the wow. hip social media platforms. Live wow. journal? Live journal. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo Insider forums that don't exist anymore. Um, and that wasn't even my username back then. That's a long story. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I mostly post on, on Twitter, and then I do stream on Twitch. Um whatever I want because I just do it as a hobby. So live that life. Do what uh, I
0: want. Do what you want.
2: Yeah. Uh Adelaide Thompson on any given social media platform where you can
1: Thompson with a T H.
2: T S O N. Mm-hmm. As I have to say Starbucks every single time.
1: No, <laughs> wait, why do they, why do you make them write your last name on your cup?
2: Listen, it's a whole thing I don't want to get into. <laughs> Adelias Thompson.
1: Thank you, dear listeners. Our Baby barbarians, for listening to this podcast. Um, and like we said, let us know your DD characters, your hopes and dreams for this podcast.
0: Rumors you want to start about celebrities that oh. definitely play DD. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us that gossip. <laughs> We're here for it. And we will <laughs> see you next time on Giving and Gabbing. Bye, guys. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.